0: They're the tried and true wealth builders that, hey, Mr. Investor, it's not the way it looks. It's the way the numbers pan out, right? It's the resilience of the asset. It's what will drive you to wealth.
1: Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, as always, Yona Weiss. Excited to be here today with Patrick Grimes, the CEO and founder of Invest on Main Street. Guys, we're not talking about Wall Street. Wall Street has been doing some really hard things to a lot of people's uh, portfolios. So, we're going to talk about investing on Main Street. What is that about? And what is up with you? Patrick, how are you doing today?
0: Yona, this is an exciting thing. I've been obviously on listening to tons of your podcasts, watching you and meeting up with you at events. And and I know we've been toying with the idea of getting on this show together and, and getting some wise advice out there. And I'm glad that we finally made it happen. This is exciting.
1: Absolutely. It's a great to finally have you on the show. And Get in. Hopefully we're gonna dig a little deep. I I would like to take the show in a little bit of a different direction than we've done most times. So if guys, you're listening to this, you're like, oh yeah, we love the show. We'd love to listen to people's stories and get into that. Well, Patrick, I'm not gonna we're not gonna upset you. Patrick has an amazing story of going, you know, from a high paid tech career, doing that still, right? And and loving it and simultaneously investing in multifamily real estate. Being very successful in that and building a platform. But you have a, a great take, something we discussed last week, we met in person in Chicago, about you know what's going on in the current environment. A lot of people, I've seen it myself, people are hesitant to be in to invest in mm. real estate at this point because there's a lot of volatility, there's a lot of you know things that are just doubtful. What is going to be uncertainty in the market and inflation? you know, recession, all these, you know, words that are getting thrown out there and no one really knows what's happening and no one has a crystal ball, you know, except maybe on the top of your head there, who knows, but no, seriously, in <laughs> all seriously it,
0: <laughs> look real close, I'll uh,
1: tell you, but in all seriousness, I'd love to get some of your perspective on that. So guys stay tuned. We're going to get into that's going to be a subject of conversation, but first please give our listeners a little bit of a background uh, in, you know, who you are and and, and what you do.
0: Yeah, so my name is Patrick Grimes. I'm the CEO and founder of Invest on Main Street. We buy multifamily apartment communities like many of Yonas and uh, we hire Yona to do our cost segregation for those to provide extraordinary tax benefits. We buy properties in emerging markets with population and job growth, landlord friendly areas where we can buy under market and renovate, call it value add or adding value. Make it a win for the the tenants, cleaner, safer, improved living experience, as well as the communities that they're in. And we provide excellent returns to our investors, not high risk returns, ones that potentially double your money. But if you're interested in the tried and true, sure path of low leveraged, fixed interest rates, inflation hedged journey that we can go on together and not lose it all and sleep well at nights, then we're your guys.
1: Pretty awesome because everyone's looking for some way to invest in somehow or another, if you have any money, that is. And a lot of people, especially in the circles you run in, I'm sure a lot of the colleagues that you've had over the years in in these corporations have been kind of high net worth people, people that are making six figures, high six figure income, and want to put money to work besides for their 401k, or or maybe they just don't know that something else is an option. So giving Mm -hmm. them the education and, and telling them about that, is something that's paramount, I think, nowadays more than ever.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, the financial IQ in America has unfortunately weighted heavily towards their 401k plans. Maybe they've earned enough to graduate to, a, to build a Roth in addition to that, maybe even enough to do a financial planner. Unfortunately, all three of these put them into what are traditional investments, heavily weighted in the stock market, heavily affected by inflation, and we'll, they're riding a ride of every time they watch the news in the morning, oh, what's up, what's down? And it's terrible to do that because in addition to that wave, it's not tax advantage on the back end. So you're going to end up in some challenging times. And it it turns out the wealthy in this country are flocking towards the equity markets in in large existing construction real estate because they're the haven that the ultra-wealthy have been using for centuries to store their cash in deals structured correctly, low leverage, right markets, and tons of debt reserves and fixed... Uh, fixed interest rates and all these things, with the macro and, and microeconomics in place by experienced operators, that's where they're flocking to. And unfortunately, it's the you know the middle class that are scared because of the fear mongering on the news. They don't know about these options that are tax advantage and inflation hedge to protect you from rising interest rates. And they're the ones storing their their capital or leaving it in the stock market, leaving it in bonds and savings, where they're going to lose. Now it's nine percent a year. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And, and, and that I feel for that because I didn't come from an ultra wealthy background, right? And, and unfortunately, that's how I was taught. And I kind of find my own way through the world, picking up little lamps, shedding my light on different things. And I arrived at this business strategy because it is that long term wealth building plan that I was looking for.
1: One thing that I that I noticed, and you mentioned this, you showed me. You know, I have your, I'm on, I think, I'm on your email list, and you showed me. But also, you mentioned this at the conference the other day. You put in a line there in every deal that goes out, in every underwriting of the deal, as how this asset, how this property or investment will hedge against a downturn in the market, or some something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What, what's the exact
1: phraseology?
0: Well, you know, that was a really awesome opportunity, by the way, to speak on the, it was the economics considerations for the current economic environment at a real estate conference. And there was a really great crowd there, a lot of good feedback and some brilliant people on that panel. I was honored to be a part of it. Uh, But yeah, so if you look back at my past, you know, I I wrote, I wrote the typical, I came from a high tech machine design automation and robotics background. But then as soon as I started, uh, the guy who is still investing with me in my deals today, who owned the company of the machine design firm said, Hey, you got to start investing in real estate soon as you can, and as much as you can. And I went for the highest returning deal possible, pre-development, residential, personally guaranteed everything. I uh, did all my analysis, nerded out on this stuff. And uh, I just rode the 0809 uh, down. And I, I had, since I had there, it was fully recourse loans. So they came after me. And I was able to avoid BK by negotiating debt forgiveness. But then it the, turns out the government actually taxes you on that debt forgiveness. '99. You So I was paying not only credit penalties, but I was paying on actual payment tax to Uncle Sam for the forgiveness. Right, So I've seen how those financial models break down. And I, I know how the shifts in the demand can happen during recessions from a consumer or renter perspective. In what markets, there's data out there to suggest diversified employment, the right kind of employment, job and income growth, how you choose the right location, macro and micro right economic cycles choose the right kind of asset that actually has more demand in a recession because there are a limited amount of the limited inventory of lower cost housing and how you structure that deal. And and so, yes, in those every single one, I said this underwritten with an eye towards what happened in 08 and 09, because every year since then I've been thinking, you know what, what hap- what if in tw- 2019, what if 2020 is the year, you know, what if, How do we ride this out? How do we get low enough debt leverage, right? High down payments, right? So that we can get a break-even occupancy or an allowable vacancy that allow us to be below where the prior vacancies have dropped in the area so we can still cash flow through that recession, right? Raising additional capital reserves so we have tons of money in the bank to survive a short blip, right? For natural disaster or economic disaster, And that's happened, right? Extra million dollars in the bank for the deal we're just closing on right now. It's a lot. Lowers your return a little bit. All of those things lower your returns, but it's capital preserved and safe. And that's really the idea behind.
1: It lowers the risk. And I think it answers the the doubts and the questions that a lot of investors have. Well, what happens if... You know this uh, forecloses and these kind of things. because They're not really thinking through the numbers to show that the rent, the cash flow from the rent, will you know outperform the debt service. And and the lenders are only going to be lending on the property if there's a certain multiple of uh, you know of that debt service coverage ratio that you can have enough cash flow from the properties that can actually pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so having those reserves in the bank and and making sure that the you know the debt service is is lower to ensure you know a lower risk investment. Yeah, maybe the returns are gonna be a bit lower, but again, that's gonna be much safer than just putting your money in the bank or in bonds or in CDs that it's losing money.
0: Well, like many things, Jonah, it's not the easy path. I'll tell you what, the, my competitors out there that are leveraging it to the hill, putting these huge IRRs out there, north of 20, uh, that are buying the shiniest, newest objects or doing new construction, man, those subscri- subscriptions fly off the shelf. But if they're pretty, they got great amenities, there's well, there's no value to add, right? They're razor thin. A little blip in an A-class unit means they're not paying their bills existing 20 to 50 years old, a little uglier, maybe you don't want to go home and introduce it to mom, but you'll date it on the side, right? Like these properties, but they're the tried and true wealth builders that... Uh, yeah, hey, m- Mr. Investor, it's not the way it looks. It's the way the numbers pan out, right? It's the resilience of the asset. It's what will drive you to wealth. And so we, ha- we have to work a little harder, find the investors that are willing to look past maybe a 20 to 50-year-old building, look past not a flashy IRR, but a sustained long-term gaining resilient uh, investment that will drive legacy wealth over the long term. And I think that's, that's a harder path, right? It is a harder path.
1: But it's like you said, it's, it's a long-term game. It's not trying to get those fancy and, and high returns in a short period of time, even though in the past couple of years, obviously, we've seen some great returns. We've seen the market such an uptick that even properties where we projected very low and very conservatively did extremely well. We, right. cannot, we cannot project that or predict those kind of returns. Uh, so we have to be conservative in the underwriting and make sure that we're being safe with those risk uh, protections there. And I think having someone like you who's gone through that, I mean, having right. gone through what you went through in the 2008, 2009 downturn, you're coming from a, a very different perspective than a lot of these newer syndicators and newer
0: people who are just gung ho to get out there and, and jump yeah. in and uh, everything's going to be hunky dory. And I, you know what? More power to him. I, I spent two and a half years when I transitioned from single family to multifamily before I ever got into a deal. And that may be the analysis paralysis, uh, super nerd geek in me, right? But it took, I was, I was analyzing, 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 but, but it is a long, long slog right? To find the right partners, the right markets, the right opportunities, the right situation to get going. And more power to the people that get through it. There's always an easier you know, route. And I, I like to applaud those people that get deals done. But I want to also caution getting the right deals with the right kind of sponsors. And the interesting thing on that stage was all the panelists that we were talking on economics, yep. we had all been through a downturn. So we had had hands-on experience on what that even means. When I ask questions to some of the newer guys about economics, they don't have any idea. They don't even know what inflation, they they don't understand the questions I'm asking. It takes that kind of a dip for you to really appreciate and understand what is necessary to understand if a deal is good or not good.
1: It does. And it takes that experience. I mean, you really, you said it, it, it just simply takes that experience. So tell me about it. invest on Main Street. Obviously, it, it sounds like what it is, right? You were talking about investing on in real estate on the market, not not Wall Street. Where did you get the idea for this brand and this, uh, this idea to build this platform?
0: Well, it really has to do with the financial IQ of America being fully weighted in Wall Street. And, and then all, the, the whole, the, all of that kind of came out of the Great Depression, trying to get people back into the stock market and 401ks and incentivizing. But then it became a cash flow business where all these people that manage all these plans get paid a lot of money to keep you there and they don't practice trading away. Right. They don't have mm-hmm. to selling away. And I, I get calls from financial planners all the time. They're like, Well, what are you gonna pay me if I send you, you know, you know, but they're no their livelihood, it's their that's their food for their family on their table. It's like, hey, look, we don't pay for our investors in syndications. You have to be, you know, it's, this is not how we do it. We do So, and then there's no, there's no form for that. So, just the straightforward invest on Main Street instead of Wall Street was was what we decided to try and be as explanatory as possible. And I, so far, it's been. I mean, we've got we've got lots of articles on Forbes on a lot of these topics: you know, asset protection, inflation, how multifamilies and inflation hedge, how to structure deals correctly. We've got. We've got a book out. I would love to offer a free copy to your audience. So the platform is really growing into an educational. Uh, Well, we're doing deals on the side, right? But I have a passion for helping people because I used to be one of those busy professionals chasing working until I die. And constantly I get people on the phone and I provide options I didn't know they had, right? We can help self-direct part of their IRA 401k into a diversified stream of income assets in the emerging markets and safe haven locations. We can help put their cash to work instead of in the stock market. We can help them 1031 exchange their rental properties like I used to have, landlording it up all over the place, chasing property managers, dealing with tenants, toys, and trash. I have all kinds of people. Well, 1031 exchange them as a partner in our deal or home equity. We have people that, hey, you know, we're going to, we've been listening to these courses and we we're almost done paying down our house. It'll take 10 more years and then we'll retire. Well, if they just took a million of that and invested it in a several my deals and a couple other deals in other places they 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 literally that couple retired the following year and the whole time they had all that equity wrapped up in their property it was at risk it could be sued it could be taken it was in their own name there was all this risk associated with this piggy bank they had out there and now they're in, in now they're in asset protected legacy wealth building tax advantage and inflation hedged assets so you know, those are the kind of things that will help people and invest on Main Streets. You know, we've been growing, we've been taking down assets. We have another asset coming up in Austin. We're finishing out one right now in Atlanta. I'm speaking at the MFIN conference in Seattle this Saturday on wealth building strategies. So that'll be a really great opportunity. And I'm just really excited about finally getting my name out there. As Yona knows, I'm that keep keep my head to the grinding stone, never talk to anybody, just get the work done and, you know, bang out the investments. But I finally decided, Hey, I got to get out there and I got to meet people. So that's great. I'm, doing I'm, glad.
1: That. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're getting out there and uh, providing a lot of wealth of knowledge for so many people out there. And the way that you couched the description of these wealth building, right? Inflation hedged, right? Asset Legacy building. People don't realize what they have sometimes until they're educated, until they're they're given a different perspective outside of their own. I know for myself, my parents, and they won't even listen to me. But my parents own like five or six single family rentals, yeah. and and they're just like sitting on them, and they're a big risk. They're not really cash flowing very much at all, right? They have yeah. property managers yeah. on there, and yeah. so they're not really doing much. So yes, they have some equity that has built up. There's been they have appreciated over time, mm-hmm. but but they're now retired. I'm trying to tell them you got to put those into some cash flowing assets so you can live off of that and just having having them sit there. What happens if there's a fire? What happens if you know something happens and who knows what? One day I'll get into them. <laughs> One day I'll... Uh,
0: I'm going to send you two Forbes articles after this that address those two things, the acceleration outside of single family and the ask the risks associated with that whole model. Right. And if they read them, they don't, but they're Forbes articles. So at least they're peer checked and reviewed and you know credible to some extent. <laughs> for sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> One of these days we'll get through to them. Anyways, Patrick, tell me that you mentioned briefly the, the book you wrote. What's this book that you co-authored?
0: Yeah. So I did a really fun project as part of my, Hey, let's get my story out there and get out of my analytical hermit hermit hole. It was, I I joined up with some really cool people. Uh, we've got Phil Collins, uh, lead guitarist of Def Leppard is in here right there. Uh, Russell Gray, real estate guys, Yona Weiss, No, he's no, he's, no. <laughs> he's not cool. I'm not cool enough to be in a book with Yona yet. So, and I, plus I lost my hair and here. I have a wig on, right? So now I got some nice looking hair and, and you've got NFL, NBA, athletes, coaches with entrepreneurs, artists. We did, we each did chapters in this book, persistence, pivots, and game changers, turning challenges into opportunities. It, is a fascinating lineup of stories from some incredible. I was so excited to be involved in this. It did make an Amazon number one bestseller, and I'm selling it for nine hundred and ninety. No, I'm kidding. If you,
1: <laughs> all you have to do is put fifty thousand into syndication, right?
0: <laughs> right. No, even less than that. Hey, or even more painful. You get on the phone with me. And it's like giving blood, and I'll give you the book to rejuvenate yourself. No, I'm kidding. If you if you're interested at all in any of the content that we put out there, no, it's not a high pressure. We don't sell coaching packages. I just I just like talking to people and adding value to your journey. So if you go to investonmainstreet.com and you can see the book, or you can just set up a meeting with us right there. Uh, I'd be happy to assign hard copy of this show up. And, and I bet you these stories will be very interesting to you at the very least. So I'd be happy to share that with your audience.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I recognize this format. Kyle Wilson, he's done a bunch of these. In fact, we had someone else on the show recently that also did a similar a similar book. And I totally blanked who that was. But you know, they're great. They're great books. There are a lot of stories that just inspire and, you know, totally an all-star group of uh, people that you got on there with. So kudos to you. And we'll definitely put that in the show notes. If anyone wants to check out Patrick and all these other awesome people in the book, Persistence Pivots and Game Changers. Patrick, I want to transition now. We call the final four. These are four questions I ask all my guests. First question to you is what is the worst job that you ever had?
0: So cleaning up chips in my grandpa's shop when I was in fourth grade and I <laughs> eight bucks a week and it was you know, I'm just, it was that was my I mean, I started working young and I worked hard. Um I, I like to say my the job where I literally had hundreds of thousands of dollars in virtually passive income heading our way from a contract we signed. When one of the owners stepped in at the 11th hour while I was on a mammoth ski trip to celebrate with my brothers and said all the wrong things, and then the, the customer pulled out. And that was the worst and the best because at that moment, I realized I can't put, let other people in charge of my financial future. I've got to persist, even though I've had failures, I've got to persist down this real estate path and make it not my side gig, but my primary gig. And that's, that's that was that pivotal moment there. Wow. That's pretty, that's
1: pretty awesome. I mean, it does go to show you also don't celebrate before it's over, right? <laughs> <Don't> yeah. <care.
0: laughs> yeah. Was on track with Zion. Like they, I was like, Holy crap. Like, wow. Yeah. It's never over until you're financially self-sufficient and that's the real thing. A exactly. like corporate miracle never gets you there.
1: Unfortunately, that's the case. Second question. What's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift?
0: Well, so, uh, the, the, aside from my book, Right, but, yeah. um, the, uh, I don't, be, Not being cliche, but, you know, as I, I have, uh, my my father has three masters or, or PhDs. And so I come from kind of that highly educated, more rich dad, poor dad, like to the T sort of situation. So that book and not to be cliche was what did in a very early sense, very early sense affect me. But, you know, I think and more recently, not so cliche. Would be the the book uh, Traction because that that one has has changed our company and allowed our company to align our objectives and allowed us to scale and get everybody on the same page, jump beat into the same drum and and even through the math I have a master's in business administration and master's in engineering but for some reason that book really just sharpened that focus for me
1: absolutely no and that's uh, been one that has come up. Quite often on this show in terms of a Mm -hmm. book that has changed people's minds at least a few times. I don't know the exact number, but traction is one. Obviously reached that word at many, many, many times. Guys, go and listen, go and read or listen to that book. It'll, it'll change your way you look at
0: things at least i hope so right. i mean but since i'm not. on the phone uh, podcast with Yona, i gotta have a shout out for i mean because we're talking of the non-spiritual books because to some degree you and i we can have some great conversations i mean i've traveled the world twice been to a lot of the countries and i did a whole year of a spiritual pilgrimage through egypt during ramadan and i went to israel and climbed mount sinai stayed in buddhist temples and and Asia, and hike the hike the base camp Mount Everest, and there has been a ton of spiritual books that I've read that have been a strong influence in me. And one of these days, we're going to have that have that chat at a kind of a deeper level. But so, aside from that spiritual journey, since we're on a real estate podcast and whatever, you know, that's (laughs) that's 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 the direction I would go.
1: Well, good. Well, we'll we'll have to hash that out one time next next time Mm -hmm. we meet up. We'll put it you know schedule that in. That sounds like a, a fun fun conversation to have. Third question, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? And this can be anything.
0: Yeah. So I, I tend to be kind of an adventure sports enthusiast. I kind of spent my formative years up in the mountains, rock climbing and, uh, in backcountry backpacking. And that, that's continued mountaineering. I, but I, I kind of developed this affinity for wanting to fly and I did kite surfing in, in Oahu while we were, while we were living there, my wife and I. But I want to pick up paragliding or, or being a pilot, one of those two, because my, my father did paragliding for a while. It's kind of easy, light on your feet. You can just wow. launch off and. Hang, hang, hang with the clouds for a little bit, you know, and, and I, I want to pick up something like that in the short term.
1: Sounds like a plan. Listen, being a pilot and you know just getting up in the sky sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Fourth and final question: What does success mean to you?
0: Well, so I've always been a bit of a community builder. I uh, and so I. Yeah, as far back as I was, you know, always having friends, Hey mom, I got a new friend, Bobby, well, you know, even uh, 12 years before COVID, I had a wine road trip I was taking up to the Sonoma County area and anywhere from, you know, 30 to you know, 40, 50 people and a bus for three nights. And we would, we would go wine tasting for the week. I just love building communities. And I, and, and so I, I think that aligning success and having that as a positive impact for my family and and my friends it is such a critical thing for me and i'm finding that a little bit in single and multifamily because we have partners we have investors and we have residents and and we're being a you know a positive impact on this friends community that you're a okay. part of you know, so we're we're on that road together
1: Hundred percent. It is an incredible mm-hmm. community and uh, I feel grateful to be a part of it and grateful to you for joining me today on the show. This has been a lot of fun, Patrick. And
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm glad we finally made it happen. I know we had several cancellations in there <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few back and forth of traveling.
1: People, yeah. mm-hmm. Um where where can our listeners find you? What's the best way for them to reach out to you or find you, Patrick?
0: Patrick at investonmainstreet.com. Patrick at investonmainstreet.com. You can shoot me an email. You go to investonmainstreet.com. There's a contact button again, or you, you'll see our phone number on the site there. Shoot me a call. I'd love to meet you wherever you're at. We're not selling anything. Happy to get you on the right path to meet whatever goals you have. That's awesome.
1: Well, I hope everyone does take you up on that opportunity and and checks that out and gets a copy of the book because everyone needs to be inspired. Everyone likes to see these stories, and I'm looking forward to the next time we meet up
0: in person. Me too, Yana. Tell them and,
1: and to our listeners. Thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. Again, you guys make this podcast happen, so I'm very grateful to you. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode?